You're listening to Kindling Conversation with Siobhan Hunt, part of Kindling Kids Radio. How often have you given up your phone so that your child can play a game? Come on, admit it. Most of us have been there, particularly when our children start to get a little bit louder around the cafe, running, causing havoc. And possibly you may have felt guilty about it, but not all apps are created equal. Some games are better than others. To talk about good apps for small humans, we're joined by Dr. Kate Highfield. She's a senior lecturer at the School of Arts, Social Sciences and Humanities at Swinburne University. And this is her area of expertise. Hi, Kate. How are you? I'm so well. Thanks for having me on. It's a pleasure. Um, Now, is there an age where it's too young to be playing games? Well, I personally believe that when a child's a baby, they really need laps, not apps. And that's quoting my friend, Dr. Christy Goodwin. (laughs) Babies need laps, not apps to start with. But as a child gets into that 18 months to two years of age, they're natural mimics and they're desperate to do what mum or or dad is doing on their phone or tablet. So let's say they get to that stage and we, they've grabbed our phone and we all know how adept they are at swiping through and doing things like that. What do we need to think about if we've made the decision, okay, they're using the phone, let's work out the best way of doing this. Okay, fantastic. And I very firmly believe that the technology genie is out of the bottle. So let's start with high quality uh, tools and let's use them well with our children from whenever we start, whether that be 18 months or, or even younger, um, that we have to first and foremost be the parent and decide when is appropriate. And secondly, decide when is appropriate to put the device away. And sometimes that's actually modelling that in our own behaviour as well, that we turn our own devices off or put them in our handbags. And I think that's the hardest part, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Um, So when we're thinking about apps for littlies, we really need to get a few key ideas right to start with. The first key idea is quality media. You need to have media that's high quality. So you're avoiding advertising. You're making sure um, that the content of that media is something that you're proud of and proud to share. Um, And that could even be media that links to your value system or to your cultural um, beliefs. We next need to think about um, technologies that are going to be meaningful for your child. So if your child uh, watches... Um, ABC's Play School show every day, then maybe looking at some content that reflects that would be appropriate. Whereas if you're an Australian child that never watches Sesame Street, then avoid the Sesame Street apps. So that content that you play with has to be meaningful to your child or relate to their world. And the last key idea here is that we have to be present when children are in this digital playground. We need to be co-playing and co-viewing as our youngest children engage with these tools. We really shouldn't be using these as a babysitting device. Why is it so important that we are doing that co-playing and co-viewing when they're so young? Some people might hear that and think, well, they're not going to go and use my Facebook feed or anything. Why do we need to be there? Well, it's At that age, when we're talking about children around 18 months to three years of age, the most important thing they're learning is about language, how we communicate and how we make sense of those communications. And a device can't actually teach us how to communicate well. That involves um, 
parents engaging around the screen and talking about what's happening on the screen uh, to extend what's being presented there. What's being presented is just so limited, but if you could then link it to their personal experience or their own life, then you've got an opportunity for learning. You're listening to Kindling Conversation. I'm speaking with Dr. Kate Highfield. She's a senior lecturer at the School of Arts, Social Sciences and Humanities at Swinburne University. We're talking about uh, when our very small humans, around 18 months to two years, start using our phones and how we might do this in a positive and healthy way. We've just been talking about, um, or Kate's just been talking about, the three key things we need to think about. That's firstly that it's quality media, Secondly, that it is content that's meaningful to our children. And thirdly, and very importantly, that we're co-playing or co-viewing with them. Kate, what do you think that um, you've just mentioned language extension as one thing that children can get from playing these apps. Are there any other benefits to the quality media that's out there for young children? Oh, one of the big ones, particularly if it's something that the child has experienced themselves, is an opportunity to practice memory, to learn how to remember things uh, and to learn how to explain things. So that whole uh, memory, cognition and language link. There's also great opportunities to think about uh, how we feel and to express feelings. So, um, you know, one of the things I love to do with littlies at this age is to show photos or videos that revisit their past activities. And often we only show them photos of happy things, but it's okay to also look at photos of things where the child might have been scared or anxious or sad and to talk about those emotions and help the children process those emotions. Now, I know that you have the best apps, the ideas of the best apps. I've always just asked you and downloaded them to my phone straight away. Um, (laughs) Can you tell us what you think are are good apps for for younger children um, that are available around at the moment? Brilliant. Well, my my first and the first and most important one is the one I've just mentioned, which is using your camera and then going back and looking at those photos again. So if you've had a birthday or a trip to the zoo, that you actually go back and look at the photos and say, oh, do you remember when we did this? And then discuss and extend and elaborate on what you can see in those photos. It's a great way to build working memory and, and build language and vocabulary. The next idea is the idea of making digital books with your child. So you could make a book about a specific event or, or write stories where your, char- where your child is the character. And my favourite app for that, which is available for Apple and Android, is called Book Creator. Um, you can even record your voice in Book Creator. So you could remind the child, maybe you're going away for a night and you could record your voice saying, don't forget, I'll be back in the morning. Um, but it really helps to have your voice because, of course, that's meaningful to your child. The last uh, group of apps that I find are increasingly popular with parents are some of the apps that link to television shows. And particularly if there's a show that you might watch regularly, and I confess I'm a Play School fan, um, there are some apps that might help your child um, and link to that with your child. But remember, it has to be something that's familiar to your child or meaningful to them. So there's no point playing the Play School app unless your child um, uh, engages with that. And the Play School app I particularly love is called Art Maker. It's been around for a number of years and is free uh, for Apple devices um, in Australia. But it allows your child to use the Play School characters and make their own videos. 
Oh, that sounds brilliant. Now, you also have some ideas about some apps that if you have siblings that are good for them to play together. Now, I know you're not guaranteeing they're not going to fight, but can you tell us the ones that you think might be fun for younger kids to do with their older siblings? And I I see younger children always want to play with their older siblings, but it's true, you know, finding that app that's appropriate for both groups, isn't it? It's really tricky. Um, There's a company called Edoki Academy, and Edoki Academy have three apps uh, that are really fun uh, for our very young children. And because they're levelled, they very quickly become quite tricky. So having someone co-play is really helpful. And because the apps get quite challenging, our older children like them as well. And there's a great opportunity for language there. Um, The the apps in particular are Busy Shapes, or their new one, Busy Shapes 2, and Crazy Gears. Busy Shapes is like a really simple collection of, uh, of jigsaw puzzles and Crazy Gears allows gears that spin around um, to be used and you have to solve very simple problems. Busy Shapes for our youngest children and then for our four and fives moving into Crazy Gears. I've got to say there are some, some games that my kids like to play but once I get involved with them I'm a little bit wrapped up as well. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And those are, um, are really fun games to play together. Um, but remember, of course, with any app play, it's important to have time limits so that it doesn't become an all-day event. So feel free to put that egg timer on <laughs> so you remember to stop too. And um, you've spoken to us before about Tocker apps. They are so fun and so beautifully made. What are your favourites in that area? Well, for our, our youngest children, especially around the age of two, who are just building that, um, that idea of a pretend world, there's a beautiful app that, believe it or not, has been around for nearly five years called Tocker Tea Party. And in Tocker Tea Party, you create your table setting uh, and set your table and choose your foods and then you bring your toys around your iPad uh, and the toys have that little tea party. Oh, that's so cute. It is so cute and a brilliant way to take pretend play and extend it maybe out to a restaurant where you're not going to take your whole tea set. Well, those are some great ideas, Kate. Thank you so much for talking with us today. Oh, thanks so much for having me on, Siobhan. Um, Remember, of course, that we are the parents in this environment and it's okay to turn off the device, particularly if you're having some tantrums or or maybe some issues around transitioning away from the tool. That's Dr. Kate Highfield. She's a senior lecturer at the School of Arts, Social Sciences and Humanities at Swinburne University. And we will put all those links up to the apps that she mentioned on our website later this afternoon. head to kindling.com.au. You've been listening to a Kindling Conversation podcast. We'd like to reach as many parents as possible and you can help us by giving us a review wherever you downloaded this episode. It means that more people can find us. I'm Siobhan Hunt. See you next time.